many things they had to consider to change these things. So this is just one of those things that's going to change as well. I know. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I think when we enter into worlds that we haven't been in, uh, mm-hmm. there's no consideration of, of being different because things have been so white and that white has been considered as as right mm-hmm. that when we enter into a world our presence has to force a new conversation mm-hmm. so if anything be encouraged to keep pressing to keep moving make them talk about it make mm-hmm. rules change Black Women's World Podcast, the BWWP, where we get VIP access into the lives of Black women, or as we like to call us here, our sister nistas. We get to hear from some of our favorite sister nistas as they share their worlds with us and create connections, exchange realities, ideas, and baby, we get to recognize and celebrate how powerful we really are. Our sisterhood here is real. Filled with peace, wisdom, hope, love, light, and laughter. (laughs) You know, the kind you can feel. The kind of encouragement that confirms we can do anything because we have. And the kind of inspiration that proves we can be even greater. This is our world where if you ain't a black woman, you may want to be one (laughs) or definitely get to know one. It's a black woman's world and we welcome our sister Nista lovers too. Welcome to our queendom. I'm your self-discovery companion, your professional peacemaker, and I'm your host, Tracy Mack. Come on in and relax and sit with me for just a little while. Peace. Well, hello, everybody. I am Tracy Mack, your self-discovery companion and the professional peacemaker and host of Black Women's World Podcast. That's the BWWP, baby. And I have with me Dina Hamilton and Javon Cookie Jones, who are the two best in all of podcast land, the two (laughs) best co-hosts there is. Fight me on it if you want to. But anyway, how are you all doing today, Dina and Javon? Good, good. Yep, doing great. Looks like a storm's in the background, Javon. Yes, ma'am. Some kind of tropical mess. Yes, uh, I think that's Elsa is her name. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we have a whole lot going on in our lives as well as in the world. So we want to kind of jump right into some things. But as it pertains to Black women, um, Dean and Javon know I'm not a hot topic type person. I don't like to follow the news uh, in the sense of talking about things just to talk about it without a solution. But at, when it comes to Black women, uh, because I started it, remember to illuminate Black women who don't get the publicity, who aren't recognized, who are overlooked. Uh, but there's some topics where we just got to bring it in. So I'm just going to shoot it out there. We got Tabitha Brown, uh, uh, everybody's favorite vegan. <laughs> uh, we got Shikari Richardson, who had the potential to be, and still has the potential to be, the fastest woman in the world. And then we've got this whole hair, bonnets, uh, swim cap, this whole controversy. So we're just going to kind of jump into it in a way that hopefully will come out at the end. This conversation is going to be very organic. We'll come out on the end with something that will be uh, relevant to you and helpful, and even help all of us with some solutions. So, Dina. Where you want to jump in at? Oh, let's talk about the most famous read of them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
My word, can we talk about the lovely and the beautiful Tabitha Brown for a minute, okay? Yes, yes, okay. Yes. (laughs) Have a great day. And if you can't, don't go messing up anybody else's either. Oh, my. Wait a minute, you got to finish it. You hear? Yeah. And as a as a native North Carolinian, I could hear it all, but she did it so so eloquently. Um, yes. I heard the read before I knew what was going on. Yes, <laughs> the read made me go back and was like, "What what happened? What did I miss?" Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Javon. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying why I said that was the most graceful blast I've ever heard. But I give her her props. I said, you know what? She could have said so many things. You know me, I would have been all on the Wendy. What? You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. she just did it so gracefully and in a tactful way to where she Wendy can't say anything. Yeah, Wendy got to bow down. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, because even okay. even with with Wendy Williams, because she's she's a black woman too. So I don't like to bash any other black woman at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a Wendy Williams fan. Um, I've always been one to say it's funny until she talks about you, um, or it's intriguing until she talks about you. And I think that's where the people kind of drew the line. But to Wendy's point, a lot of women feel that way when it comes to supporting a spouse. Uh, who you could get burned. I mean, we really look at it. That's what a prenup is all about. Right. Uh, when you, you know, so people don't argue about prenups, uh, at least most people. Oh, some of us can understand the logic, but when it comes to two people who are married and people who have gotten divorced because one person supported the other one and things didn't work out. So I'm, I'm not a fan of Wendy Williams, but just to have, uh, to play devil's advocate, there is a point to what was said. Now, I've been following Tabitha Brown not too long after she did the first Whole Foods review uh, because I had some issues uh, and I was I, I tried to go vegan. It didn't work for me. Um, but uh, <laughs> I do eat a lot of vegan meals, so she's very influential. But I looked at the support that she talked about. I identified with that in my own life because Wendy looked at it as my money, his money. Right. But I'm with Tab, especially in my own marriage. We, you know, we, we've had uh, times where I made more money. My husband made more money. Where he supported me, I supported him. So it's our money. So it's right. not him supporting me, me supporting him. It's we supporting each other. And one of right. us just happened to take the lead. What y'all think about that? Go ahead, Dana. I, I really, I, I'm in full agreement with that. And I think that if you've never seen what that looks like, um, then it would be strange um, for you um, to to um, to see that, like, and you could probably, you know, I can go back to, to my childhood. On, you know, we had very traditional, very traditional roles in our house. <laughs> so um, that was my father's role. He was the um, he was the provider. He would did not. Um, and I'll say did not allow second jobs and those, you know, those type things. My mother supported the children. That's what, but he took care of everything else. And that was the traditional role that I grew up with. Um, 
But if you ain't never seen nobody support nobody, like my father sent all of us to college, including my mother. Um, so, but if you've never seen anybody support anybody like that, then it would be difficult for you to see. Now, are there risks? Yes, because, and I think that we all, even sitting here, have, if we've not, if I can't say that it wasn't anything that crossed my mind early on in my marriage, um, then I would be lying. Um, but I, that was a real step out and a walk of faith. And that is what I held on to. And that is what Tabitha was talking about yeah. Um, yeah. when she said her marriage was rooted. It was grounded right. in um, in the word and how she and her husband, that's who they kept first in their relationship and who has been first in their relationship. And I really think that once you grow together, and I think she said over 20 years, um, mm -hmm. once you've grown together, you um, you do have that faith in, in, in your higher power. You have that faith in the other person. Mm -hmm. And in that marriage, she talks so lovingly about their relationship and how they really just wanted to make each other happy. He got a job there, moved there. He did all of that for her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would have still been in North Carolina. But yeah. because she had a dream, he supported her dream and uprooted and moved the entire family to Los Angeles. And right. all these years later, um, she is reaping the benefit of his sacrifice. Because it was a mutual investment. Correct. You know, the, her testimonies, they, they saved $8,000. Now, some people wouldn't even move across the street on $8,000, much less across the country, you know, go to the opposite end of, the, you know, our coast. But it takes a relationship of building together. And that to me, but Javon, let me, let me hush, let me let you go. What, what's your take on it? No, I was going to say a lot of people don't understand that because they don't understand the relationship. Some people go into relationships with that financial agreement. Some people go into relationships based on love, God, you know, the foundations are totally different. So when you go into that relationship with, I got your back, you got my back, no matter what. And that's what basically Tabitha was saying that, you know, she could retire her husband. And a lot of people think retire your husband, meaning he's going to go in the backyard in the pool and swim all day and, and watch uh, pornography all day. While I'm <laughs> Not what she said. Yeah, I mean, they, they yeah. have this mindset that he's going to do whatever and however while I go out here and bust my back. But retiring him could just mean he rose with her, helps her. And that's the life I've lived. You know, even though when I was married, I remember early in my relationship, I got sick. Early, early, me and my baby, I had one child and we, we both got really sick with the upper respiratory infection, would not go away. Long story short, my husband said, don't go back to work. I work for a major financial institution. He said, you don't need that job. I got you. And I was not used to that in my life. I'm used to getting it, doing it, whatever. And I, I was put down. And then after I realized my child needs me and this man needs me in a way that I cannot give to this financial institution like they want me to at home. So for him to somewhat at that time retire me in my yeah. 20s, it was like, whoa, I didn't want for anything. I didn't need anything. I didn't even 
I didn't miss my income because he did it all. So fast forward, we're not together anymore. So it's like, oh, I got to get it, got to get it, got to get it. But at the same time, if I needed to pick up that phone and say, look, man, I am struggling. I need you to retire me again. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's not the fact that I'm sitting home. It's just the fact that, and, and I'm not bragging when I say this. It's just the fact that he still got my back. It's the relationship that was built. We're friends, period. If I needed that, we're friends. And he know I'm not going to sit there and use him, uh, lie or anything like that. It's just what it is, period. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. I get it almost. Yeah. But a lot of, like I said, a lot of people don't understand relationships. Yeah. You know? yeah it, it's all about and this relationship was not what Tabitha has. So yeah. she was hurt and burnt in her relationship. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate. We all get hurt and burnt in, in different areas. Yeah. So she's basing it off of her experience. Yeah. And and both of you, I, it, it's so true because, and that's why I won't beat Wendy up. Tab did that by herself. But, right. but I think a lot of everybody, you know, Tab got the, uh, the I forget what her posse is called, but uh, the, everybody's using avocados as the emoji to support Tab. And, and she deserves it. At the same time, like I said, I'm not going to beat Wendy up because it's from her perspective. She had an experience in her life that her support of her husband yielded a different crop. Well, and she's not the only one. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Mary J. Blige went through the same. Yes, yes. yes. She talked about it and it made her millions. I mean, um, yes, she sang about it. Million. You know, she eleven years. <laughs> <laughs> So, I should have left your ass a thousand a times. Time ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. You know, it's the reality. But I think several things you all said is first of all, you got to su de define support. Correct. You know, and then when, when you grow into the relationship together, you know, Javon, I have some similar story to yours. When I met Owen, we both were on two different financial uh, planes. Um, I was, I was doing it. He was, he, he was, uh, in the military, E4 or five at the time. You know, it's not a lot of money. Well, I was making, you know, big money. Uh -huh. And then, uh, the roles reversed during our marriage. I got sick, uh -huh. you know, and then they reversed again when, you know, uh -huh. the, so it, it, and it was never, the money is just a means of <laughs> being able to barter with other people. But when right. you make those decisions among yourself. Dina said earlier, we all take risk when we uh, participate into something or, or invest into somebody. I don't care what it is. Uh -huh. You know, you're all, you, we're going to all take a risk at some point in time, but it's like, I'm going to bet on us. Yeah. You know, I'm not so much betting on you. I'm going to bet on us because we built this thing together. Together. If support looks different. I know a lot of people, you know, they have, you know, I love black love. My, I don't look at black love on tv and be remiss from it most of my favorite couples i know most of my favorite couples i've been they've been to my house and i've been to theirs and i and i still admire those other couples but when i see black love that's people i know even what javon said with her you know situation with with her husband he's still one of my dudes <laughs> right, you know, right. it's still you know they're not married like that but, you know, I look at it and I'm thinking, I've seen all of the couples I know mm -hmm. make sacrifices to be yeah. together. So I don't know Wendy's side, but I, yeah. I've had clients who have had to deal with that side and having to regrow and lack of trust. I mean, ain't none of our marriage has been a walk in the park, but we right. haven't had those financial uh, catastrophes 
you know, where somebody's just blatantly, you felt done wrong, you know? And so I want to give people hope and encouragement, whether you have the Wendy story, that's a justifiable experience, or you have the Tabitha Brown story, mm-hmm. you still a sister Nista. Right. You know, that's your walk in life. Y'all got anything before we segue uh, uh, to the other? Yeah, I think um, no matter no matter the relationship, whether it's a friendship or intimate relationship, it's all going to bear some amount of risk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you're not willing to get your heart, you know, heart, if you're not willing to be broken, then you're not ready for love because you will be broken. Mm-hmm. Um when it comes to this thing called love, but don't do yourself a disservice and think that when you are in relationship that you have to do it all by yourself because right. that's what a relationship is about. It's about two people. It's not yeah. a it's 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 not about one person doing, it's about two people doing for each other um together. Yeah, yeah. 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 Huh? I said, I'm in agreement. That's enough said. Yeah, enough said. Stay tuned for more of the BWWP. Located at 3527 Victory Boulevard in Portsmouth, Virginia, Bloodrism Training Center presents Kapow! Our classes are not only to empower women, but to also educate anyone with a desire to learn. We offer self-defense, crime prevention, concealed to carry certification, and much more. Visit www.kapowva.com. You're listening to Black Women's World Podcast. And, you know, when, when we're thinking about uh, all those aspects of our relationship, I'm going to jump right into Shikari Richards, um, a wonderful athlete, an amazing athlete. Um, and she, what when I hear people talk about people taking sides, you know, they, they should change the rule or, or, you know, she shouldn't have done this or whatever. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. That's the way she chose to deal with grief. But one thing I love about the support she's getting, especially from her LSU family and what she said, she's owning her mistake. But some people yeah. in the public don't even want her to own it. She She's owning. This is what I did. I knew the consequences. And, 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 the, and so people are like, they should change. It. Well, maybe they should. But at this time, the rule she knew what the rules were and are. So what y'all say about that? Oh, I was thinking a lot of things about it because she was saying that the reason that she did use marijuana was because of dealing with grief from the loss of her mother. It was so many things that happened at that time. You know, she was told during an interview that her mom passed. Yeah. You know, that was kind of hurtful, too. She didn't even know. And, they asked her how she felt about her mom. But fast forward, you know, she did, um, if you want to say, break the rules or commit a crime or whatever it might be. She did that. But how many of y'all would even be interviewing after you lost your mother? Less than, what, two weeks now? How many people would interview on, what, today's show? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. many of you would even accept an interview after that level of devastation? Especially from having been so high. Correct. 
you know, because right. it's amazing. We all deal with grief different. I, I think we have, we, everybody says we all make mistakes, but yet we point the finger so harshly at people when they do. Here's a young black woman. We already don't know. Imagine the level of discipline she has to have to be the athlete that she is. Uh-huh. So it's uh-huh. no issue with discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing I questioned, or should I say, the only thing that concerned me was where were her friends? Correct. To say, hey, for no, this. Not that they should be at fault because she's an adult. She made the decision. But your support system, could it have been in place that maybe another way of coping? So on that point, and then I'm going to let you go, and I got to make this other point. What pissed me off is weed flags as a drug that cannot be used. Of course, it's not performance enhancing. If anything, she she will be slower. (laughs) But she could have taken a prescription opioid and it not pop. It wouldn't have been a negative reaction. Right, right. She could have taken Oxycontin. So you want a prescription, a chemical that man has made versus something that grows out the ground. Uh And so that whole thing with me, you know, is kind of teetering. So I'm like, where was her support system? And uh-huh. if you're going to use performance enhancing drug as the reason why she's now disqualified, is it really performance enhancing? Right. But Dana, go. <laughs> well, uh, t- the first uh, thing about the su- support system is when you're dealing with grief, you know, you, you, that's something you and only you are dealing with and really you don't really want a lot of people around because you're doing you having to handle this all on your own Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not even sure if a person could have uh, done anything and just think when you were 20 something when I was 20 something I, I didn't want to be told anything anyway because I was, I was in my mind. I was, I was a grown, and I was an adult. And okay. you, you have to go back to your twenty-something state. Right. Um, and in your twenty-something state, most of my friends still had their parents, so they're not, you know, including myself. What do you do to support yeah. someone in that particular state? Mm-hmm. And, particular age you do what 20 year olds do whatever that is um so that's the 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 one thing about the the support i'm sure she had the support they whatever support that will make that that um that young woman get up out of the bed is support whatever that is yeah her grand i think her grandmother was in her life and another Mm -hmm. uh uh female um I don't know if she was an Olympian, but another track star. But like, I agree with you, Dana. So, you know, that allows me to see through another lens on going back to 20 and what grief looks like. Uh, Because even I haven't dealt with grief on that level. But even when I'm sick, because I've dealt with sickness almost all my life, um, different flare-ups and I have autoimmune issues uh, where I don't want anybody around. And people have been offended, you know, where, you know, they want to help, they want to do. And it's like, I need all of my energy to heal me, <laughs> you know? And so, but I've gotten better because I hope I've gotten better with my relationships. But I get that seeing it through the lenses you just showed is that maybe she was at a place because obviously she's um, 
very creative in her style, her lashes, her hair, her nails. Uh-huh. So somebody that's that bold and being themselves is also could potentially be that bold in how they care about, you know, care for themselves and who they listen to. Javon, what do you say? Oh, it's, it's like I said, so many things that could, I'm thinking at 20 years old, I was the greatest at my craft. And I say that musically. I was the, the best but I was also reckless in some other areas. So can I judge my whole life based on the recklessness? I was still great. So I'm looking at it like, Shakari is still the fastest woman in the world. You know, that marijuana did not enhance her speed, period. You know, it did not do that. We know that. So imagine if she didn't have that marijuana in her system, she would be labeled as the fastest woman ever. You know what I'm saying? It just, it, it makes no sense to try to hold that against her. I do understand the rules, but <laughs> yeah, she's still yeah. fastest. And, and, and speaking of fastest, I mean, as it pertains to the Olympics, and I know we've got Simone Biles and several other uh, mm-hmm. Black women uh, gymnasts who can still potentially rock the 20, uh, these Olympics. Uh, but also, as it pertains to Black women, Cullen Jones who is the young black swimmer who medaled gold in 2008. Uh, And what makes that uh, relevant to Black Women's World podcast is it goes to our hair. The uh, International Federation, uh, Swimming Federation, International Swimming Federation declined uh, a request from a uh, black company called Soul Cap to allow black swimmers to use a cap that our hair could fit under. And they denied the request. And the owners of Soul Cap are Tox Ahmed and Michael Chapman. And for them to deny it, and because it, they said it changed, the, they couldn't allow it because putting all the hair into the cap would change the shape of the head. Now, because they got so much public backlash about it, they're reconsidering. And I think that verdict should be in within the next few days if it's not already in by the time this show airs. Mm-hmm. What do you all think about that? Because we've gone from Monique talking about bonnets to Black women's hair always being criticized. We've got the Crown Act that we just celebrated uh, in the last couple of weeks uh-huh. uh, so we wouldn't be discriminated against because how our hair grows out of our head. Um, we, so we got the bonnet thing, our hair. It seems like it's always something that the world comes at the Black woman about. And maybe education would help, but I know I need uh, uh, swim cap that's different because I can go to Dick Sporting Goods and everywhere else and every swim cap is too tight for my hair. So imagine someone with longer locks or a bigger fro. Dina, you mentioned having a, uh, your girls needing a cap. Yeah. Um, uh, so the, the girls and I have been taking swim lessons um, this summer and I um, had their hair braided. Um, for the swim lessons, but they still needed a cap. So I had to find a cap that was large enough um, to put all of their braids under the cap. Let me tell you something. <laughs> well, they do make them. And as you know, um, this particular company uh, submitted for the Olympics. Um, so they make them um, and all of their braids go up under. Now, it's amazing. I was, this is a side note. One child puts their braids up and she looks like the cone heads. So by the time she <laughs> put all her braids up, the cap is standing all the way up here. <laughs> but her braids are under the cap. 
Um, and that's all they want is for their hair to, to, all I need is for their hair to be protected. They don't care. They just jump in there any kind of way. Um, but I, I get, I get that. And it goes so much deeper for, I think, the black woman. Um, it, because it starts when we were girls. I mean, we've done an uh, episode on the BWWP regarding black hair uh, and how we grew up. And, and first off, it's amazing that she even made it this far as a swimmer because most black um, women do not even get near the pool. We get near the pool, but we don't get in it because we don't want to mess up our hair. You know, um, so now that we've gotten over that particular hump and now we are competing on the highest levels, I'm not exactly uh, sure how I feel. I, I know how I feel, but how to articulate my feelings as far as um, why we cannot have a product that will protect our hair. Um, because it's clearly different and I'm not exactly sure why you're trying to make it that it's not. And mm -hmm. if anything, it'll slow us down um, and not speed us up, just like the marijuana use. <laughs> so we always have to work against the disadvantage. We always have a disadvantage and we always have to work against it. And, you know, we always, uh, when we work hard enough, we always come out on top. So I don't know what this particular thing here is about. Um, yeah, but yeah. I really hope that they find a, a solution um, that is in a positive nature for yeah, all yeah. women and not just some women. Yeah. Javon? I just feel like it's just another stumbling block, you know, for Black women. Um, we've faced everything you can think of. Now you're going to talk about a, a swim cap? Like, come on, I've made it this far and I cannot wear the cap that secures my hair. We all know chlorine will tear our hair apart if it's not rinsed or washed out properly. So if we find something that secures our hair and braids and everything else, why not? I don't see why it should disqualify you or it, it's not an enhancement to, it doesn't have a little a motor or anything attached to help you, you know, <laughs> move whole motor. Faster. I mean, you know, it makes no sense. It's just something else to set you back. You know, I, I just, I don't understand it. I will never understand it. Probably why I don't swim. But, <laughs> um, it's just one of those things that just adds up to the rest of the things. Like, here we go again with something else. Yeah. You know, but I believe we're going to get past this too. Just like yeah. everything else, keep striving for greatness and we're going to get past this. This is a yeah. subject that's so touchy. It's, it's, it's minute to some people, but it's major for us as Black women yeah. because it's always something to set us back. You know, in the military, they had so many restrictions with hair and, and things have changed so much because black hair is so different. It comes yeah. in different colors. Even if you don't color it yourself, we have redheads. We have, you know, some blondes and people with white streaks and birthmarks in their hair, uh, no pigmentation. So, so many things they had to consider to change these things. So this is just one of those things that's going to change as well. I know. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I think when we enter into worlds that we haven't been in, uh, mm -hmm. there's no consideration of, of being different because things mm -hmm. have been so white and that white has been considered as as right. Mm -hmm. That when we enter into a world, our presence has to force a new conversation. Mm -hmm. So if anything, be encouraged to keep pressing, to keep moving, make them talk about it, mm -hmm. make rules change. 
the Crown Act in some states, they honor it. Some states, they don't. But anytime you're going to discriminate against someone simply because of how their hair grows out of their head, then you know that's a problem. So right. I, I, so we should continue to push because we have Black women have had to overcome. We're not going to stop now. You right. know, there, there's we keep coming and we will keep coming. Uh, Sister Nisa's, that style, that moxie, the class, being royal, everything, yes. your authenticity. This, These stories, whether it be Wendy Williams, Tabitha Brown, whether it be uh, Olympics or in sports, keep coming, keep pushing, keep moving. And it's not that we're trying to take any one seat from the table. We just want to be at the table too. Uh -huh. We paid the price to be here. They've gone to practice. They've, they've got, done everything they need to do. And so our hair, like Javon said, chlorine would destroy our hair as it pertains to a swimmer and, and, and of the like. Um, so we've got different things, but as sister nieces and sister niece lovers all over the world, we want to welcome uh, this week, uh, Australia last week came in and them in Denmark. So no matter what country you're in, our top five cities uh, in the United States, uh, North Carolina, Atlanta, Texas, Chicago, California, and New York, or, or, or wherever you are in the world and the land of Sister Nista, we want you to own your Blackness. That's right. I don't care what they say or do. Own your Blackness. Be bold and unapologetic. I'm Tracy Mack. Thank God for my two co-hosts, Javon Cookie-Jones and Dina Hamilton. Much love and peace. See you later. You've been listening to Black Women's World Podcast, the BWWP, brought to you in part by Tracy Mack Solutions for Life Institute Coaching and Training Services. No doubt you have enjoyed being in our world, and it doesn't have to stop here. Head on over to blackwomensworld.com. This is my personal invitation to you to stay connected with me on social media and more. I'd love to see you there, and I'm so grateful you came to be with me here. Invite someone else to join you in our kingdom next time so they can feel the vibe of our tribe of Sister Nistas and Sister Nista lovers too. Remember to be kind, be authentic, be generous, be excellent, be grateful, and while you're at it, go ahead and be extraordinary because that's just what Sister Nistas do on purpose through mission with passion and compassion. It's a black woman's world, baby, and you, my Sister Nista, are proof. I'm your self-discovery companion, your professional peacemaker, and your host, Tracy Mack. Wherever you are in the world, may you love and be loved by somebody. Peace.